Welcome to my podcast, where the truth is upheld and my life journeys are unveiled. Hello, everyone listening to this video, either on YouTube or my podcast. If you go over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and type in Advocate for Truth, you'll find me and lots of content on toxic relationships, life, marriage, biblical marriage, and standing for marriage, and the journey and all that falls in between. Today, I want to encourage you, the listener, about the stand. I never thought of myself as a stander. Who in the world coined the term stander in marriage? I just never thought of the term, I never thought I'd be a stander, but by golly, I am. And so as I go through this walk, more and more of the revelation to me and the way in which a stander prospers is their vertical relationship between themselves and the Lord. If you're listening to this podcast, you can't see me with my hands prostrate in the praying uh, position that Christians recognize as we bow our heads in prayer. But that's how you stand, Stander. It's going to be in a vertical position, praying down to the Lord and asking God for strength, peace, understanding, obedience, the tenacity to continue on in your God-given character and not to respond, not to react, but to respond. And that the peace of God which surpasses all understanding that it would guard your hearts and my hearts in Christ Jesus. It is the only way in this thing called standing for marriage because we cannot change the heart of anyone. I know I say this time and time again, it's like a broken record, but we cannot change anyone's heart. We can't change our spouse's heart. We can't change our family's heart. We can't change our children's heart. You cannot change anyone's heart, okay? And so in the meantime, in between time, if we do what God commands for us to do, we're going to be all right. And that's all God asks us to do is for us to be in right standing. We are not responsible for the position or the um, heart space and posture of our spouse, of our loved ones, of our family, of our children. I understand that here in America, this term standing has been coined for marriage. But I believe that there are parents who are standing. Think about the prodigal son's father. He was standing for his son based on the reaction that he had when a son came home. He was happy. He was glad. He was willing to receive his son who had gone wayward and done the unthinkable with inheritance in that day and time, which literally would have been a recompense for him to be killed or beaten or completely ostracized. But the father did not, um, the father did not see fit to do that to his son because he showed him the utmost expression of grace and mercy, God's unmerited favor. We, we don't deserve anything. That's the truth of the pudding. We don't deserve anything. So the more that you stander can grow in this thing called standing for marriage, you will also be able to learn a super duper 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 much about yourself. You'll be able to learn where your defects are. You'll be able to learn where it is that you could grow where it is that you could actually become a better you for not just your spouse, for yourself. 
one thing that I that is kind of like a pet peeve to me in today's society is that there's so much emphasis on a person either in their outward appearance or the way in which they project themselves to others in their speech and articulation and whether they're learned or not with the PhD or any type of higher intellectual degree to prove themselves to others. But guess what? In Christianity, as a follower of Christ, the Lord God only requires that we keep it vertical. That's all that the requirement is. It's a vertical requirement, not a horizontal requirement. But we've made life such a rat race, such a hamster race of going through means and modes of approval for man. I'm in a position right now. I'm, I, I, am, I am truly, truly between a rock and a hard place in life. With decisions, circumstances, I am truly dependent on God to move mountains. I am dependent on God to once again part the Red Sea in my situation. I am completely surrendered. And I'm saying, Lord, out of my mouth, let my walk match my talk. Because at the end of the day, whatever the circumstance, I know that I'll be able to stay. say that I stood. Still, 10 feet down on the concrete. And that no matter how the ways of life, no matter how the circumstances of life have pushed and pulled and pushed and pulled and tugged, I'm still standing. I'm still standing like the tree that is able to absolve the wind in a hurricane. I'm still here. And I thank God, I am a living testimony, should have been dead and gone, but Lord, you let me live on. I am a living testimony, and I thank you, I thank the Lord, I'm still alive. Woo, I'm telling you. Whatever your niche is, playing an instrument, singing, dancing, reading, reciting poetry, going out for a brisk walk or a run, swimming, any type of athletic sport, you have to do something to let that energy out. And for me, it's music, it's singing, it's singing, it's rem being reminded of all the songs and all the lyrics that I've learned in life through secular and Christian music, just life in general. And there are some applicable songs to every situation. And when I feel full up, like I just cannot take anymore, it has to belt out of me in song. That's the way that I release the stress and the, the um, exhaustive energies of this walk, of this stand, it is literally like you. You, human being, just like me, listening to me, are being called by God to do what is the unthinkable. But God knows. He knows what you can bear. He knows what you, what you can withstand, but you cannot do it by yourself. You must depend on the Lord in this. And guess what? Your spouse is watching you. Your spouse is listening to you. Others in your sphere are watching you and they're listening to you. Pray and ask God, if you haven't already, that your talk matches your walk. 
That is the most important differentiation between the believer who is sold out for Christ and surrendered and being used and the pharisaical person who talks the talk but doesn't walk the walk. Don't be that person. Don't be a Pharisee because people see them too. In the world of religion, we're all watching and we're all looking. Don't tell me you don't judge. Don't tell me you don't judge. Because as soon as we see somebody that steps outside of the lines of what the biblical context says for behavior, for thought, for speech, for actions, for convictions, in that moment, we are judging the fruit that falls from their tree in that circumstance. But we are not to stay in a mode of judging where we are now convicting them in our heart. You leave that to God. But you definitely do notice what is going on. You rightly judge that thing in your mind and you decipher whether or not this is for you or not. So don't tell me you don't judge. We get caught up in religion with terms and words. And at the end of the day, we find ourselves in the pit of hypocrisy. The pit of hypocrisy. So I'm just here to keep the lines unblurred. The truth will set you free. And as I speak to you, I speak to myself too. Because God knows when the Lord has given you a word, when the Lord has laid upon your heart a word for the generation, it must first apply to yourself. Why? Because God does not want you to be the hypocrite that delivers to the masses. God doesn't want you to be the pastor or the preacher standing before the congregation telling them not to do this and not to do that and not to eat this and not to eat that. And there you are standing up there 300 pounds overweight. Hey, y'all know how, hey, there are so many different ways that we can examine ourselves. So the standard in marriage, while you're waiting for your spouse, they may be out there cheating. They may be burning up all of the house, the um, family funds, the emergency funds. They may, they may be out there living a frivolous life in more ways than one. But what are you doing? What's the condition of your heart? That is the basis of this channel for me, is to encourage, confess, and relay the fact that we must examine ourselves. It is so important for the standard in marriage to acknowledge their contributions. Someone said to me not too long ago that it seems as if I don't want to take accountability for some things. And I'm saying to myself, <laughs> I should give you the link to my YouTube page. I should give you the link to my TikTok page. I should give you the link to my podcast. But you know why I didn't? Because you don't throw pearls to swine. One thing about me, I have never been great at remembering exact scripture verses. But boy, the scripture is in me like water. And it comes out broken in little, small, digestible segments, but I don't always remember the verse. So for you who may not be so learned in the word of God, there is a verse in the word of God. And I believe it was Peter. No, it was Paul that was advising that um, the people of God not throw their pearls to swine in the preaching and the teaching and the practices of those of the ungodly who don't even want to adhere to them anyway. Correct me if I'm wrong, Google throwing your pearls to swine and read the verse for yourself. I'm huge on fact, fact checking. Please do that and drop a comment when you find the verse.
My whole point in that is saying that someone's telling me to be accountable and they have no idea, no idea that for the past year and a half, I've done nothing but expose, expose my inadequacies, my contributions, my wrongdoings, my wrong thinkings to the world. It can't get no better than that, y'all. It can't get no better than that. Because now I'm not saying this to one person. I'm talking to you. Who talks to you? Who talks to you? Who talks to you? Who talks to you? Okay? There is no, there's no getting beyond this now. Once it's on the World Wide Web, it's impossible to scrub unless I'm going to drive to Mountain View, California and somehow get it off of their database. So, the cool thing about it all Standing is a trip. Enjoy the stand. I will say that. I will say that. As the Lord God begins to reveal a different chapter of marriage to me in my life, I'm asking the Lord. I'm saying, God, let me find joy in this season. Is there, is there any joy here for me? Is there any joy that I can find in this season? And the answer is yes. Peace. Peace. You know, when you are yoked up with your spouse, you then become a, a subservient to their needs. So for you, Stander, if nothing else, while you are separated from your spouse and the Lord has not saw fit to reconcile you, enjoy the peace. There may be suffering that comes along with it financially. There may be setbacks. There may have to be some family spending adjustments, whatever it is. But just remember... Your assignment as a spouse, a husband or a wife, is to serve your spouse. So in the time that you are separated and you are standing for marriage, use that time to commune with the Lord. I'm no Bible thumper by any means, but the quiet times like this that I have to speak, I'm, I'm not worrying about the well-being of another person. I have a, a little, a few moments of respite to myself. And I thank God for that. I thank God for the quiet times. And in these times, the Lord is working in my heart and sending messages to my mind on how to go about communicating to a spouse that doesn't seem to understand, that doesn't seem to have the same understanding as I, excuse me. It's all about understanding, y'all. This is why people in the secular sense are so quick to get a degree because they need to have a piece of paper to affirm their understanding. The old Anglo-Saxon word, I believe, is um, learned. It's an, it's an acquisition of being considered learned in a subject or subjects. But guess what? A single subject PhD, a PhD, is centered on whatever it is that you that you dissect. Your dissertation proves your PhD. You're proving your PhD. You're working for your PhD, for your stamp of approval by the research and the work, work that you do. So you're not able to cross disciplines. <clears throat> you're not able to scope the span of human life in a PhD. It's impossible because you need so much time to center in on whatever you are dissecting. Remember in, in um, 
in uh what's classes i want to say science class but it's a uh what class is it whatever class that is in high school where you do the science projects and you dissect the animals i'm i am so sorry is it chemistry it's not chemistry Mm, it's not it's a, it's a form of science but remember in high school um for the most part i believe most of us had to do that in order to pass that class and boy was i like ooh, especially with the frog but i'm not dissecting a frog and a rat and a pigeon at the same time it is one animal at a time one scalpel at a time and carefully carefully with due diligence with precision that's the phd person that's the difference between the phd person and the person who has not achieved that level of understanding they've actually sown into relationship with what they're dissecting god is requiring you standard to sow into relationship with the lord god while he dissects the marriage union while he goes in and uh intricately intricately uses his scalpel of correction of chastening of affirmation and approval of redirection of a total change in someone's heart mind of salvation ultimately of awareness of sin that's the thing too. A lot of times when people have done us wrong, when people err, they don't even know. They don't even have an affinity to the offended feeling because they don't even think that they've done anything wrong. If you're talking to someone and they're speaking Spanish and you speak English and you're telling them something in English, they do not understand what you're saying unless they're bilingual. The person who is not yet saved is not going to understand from a heart space, from a convicted space, where you're coming from unless they're spiritually bilingual. Sinner saved by grace. Woo, y'all. Come on now. Sinner saved by grace. So you can keep on talking to that Spanish-speaking person like they speak English and think that they're going to respond to you. But unless they're bilingual, no English. Y'all be cracking myself up. I be cracking myself up <laughs> with this content in my mind. I mean, in some ways, do you know that as a standard for marriage, as a standard for life, as a standard for the, um, as a standard for rapture? As a standard for a healthy human experience, as a standard for stay-at-home moms, as a standard for a clean education for children, as a st standard for the health and wellness of our children, as a standard for the purity of mind by way of what we see, watch, and hear. In many ways, I just thank God for social media as a platform, for podcasting as a form of um, exhaust as a form of relief because I think in my mind I might actually go crazy talking to myself I can go on and on and on that is the way that I think I process life by my thoughts and ultimately the release comes from talking singing but it's an audible verbal release for me 
Some people don't have to talk. Some people are not talkers and their their release comes from exercise, like I was saying before. But for me, I know how it comes. So I am so grateful for you to take this time out to listen to me in my testimony about being a standard. Because I'm telling you, even on today, it is not easy. Oh, the thoughts that come in my mind. I'd be like, Lord, is this the last day? Lord, prepare, um, you know, a, a um, situation for me in this season that I can see when an uh, end of a thing is coming. And the Lord is like, girl, if you don't sit your, <laughs> if you don't sit yourself down, go take care of them children. Keep reaping from the blessing of not having to work. Try to live by a budget because you need to live meagerly when you're living on one income, which by way comes from my separated spouse, my prodigal spouse, supports us financially to the good times and the bad times. Stand for holiness, stand for righteousness and be counted among them that shall reign with him. Oh, stand when friends are gone. Stand when you're all alone and believe he shall receive his own. Hey, stand for holiness. John P. Key, back in the day, tell somebody, say, you stand. Oh, Lord, stand for holiness. Stand or stand. You standing for marriage? I encourage you. You're standing for family. I encourage you. You're standing for your children. I encourage you. You're standing for this nation and revival. I encourage you. Keep on standing. It ain't over till the fat lady sings. And the fat lady ain't sung yet. The fat lady ain't sung yet. It ain't over till it's over. Then the battle is over. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Wow, when the battle is over, we we don't when the battle is over, believers in Christ, we win anyway. When the battle is over, believers in Christ still win. Boy, you can't get no better than that. That's a win-win situation. I'm not much of a gambler, but I do know the win-win situation. Oh, Lord, I just pray that I have said all that you would have want me to say. I pray that somebody, even if it's just one person listening to the sound of my voice, is able to resonate with what I've said. I hope that I've connected and encouraged someone to keep on standing for marriage, standing for family, standing for their children, standing for this nation. In Jesus' name, amen. I am a living testimony, sure than dead and gone, but Lord, you let me live on. I am a living testimony, and I thank you, I thank the Lord. I'm still alive. Until next time, live your life like it ends today. Love your neighbor like the Bible says. 
and pray your way into eternity. You never know. Jesus Christ might be coming today. Peace.